Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Let's Chat Markets, your favorite dairy podcast. Let's just get right into it today and discuss some of this week's price behaviors. While still holding a premium to block cheddar, barrels have shown significant losses the past two weeks during the CME spot market. Butter has sat at $3.20 per pound for most of the week. Nonfat has fallen to lows not seen since October of last year. And dryway has been just pretty dang boring and stuck kind of range bound here. Class 3 milk futures were weak as a result of the lower barrel prices with slightly lower price behavior on Class 4 milk as well. The U.S. is not the only region reflecting red on the trading screen. Dairy prices are also moving lower across Europe as well as New Zealand. We put out a lot of analysis this week, and so much of it seemed to contain a relatively gloomy outlook for global demand. Given that it's so fresh on our minds, though, let's start chatting about that U.S. milk production report that came out yesterday, Lucas. It was a little stronger than we were anticipating for September. Yeah, Alyssa, we did get that September data. And while it was a touch higher than expected, I don't think it was too far out of the realm of possibility for what we were thinking September would come in at. I think the biggest takeaway is just these continued revisions on cow numbers. I think uh, over the past few months, if you've been reading and listening, you've heard me uh, kind of comment on this several times with my frustration about it. But the wild thing this month was August cow numbers were revised lower by 14,000 head, kind of drastically changing that herd size trajectory that we thought was happening. Uh, According to USDA, cow numbers dropped a further 2,000 head into September, and looking at the data now, the herd size peaked in May of this year and then dropped each month since. A little bit different versus what we were thinking happened when profitability really peaked into the second quarter and suggested that we would be adding cows throughout the summer months. Regardless, though, U.S. milk production up 1.5% driven by a herd size that is finally higher versus prior year levels and yield that is pretty decent as well. I think the the California number was kind of around uh, expectations up 0.5%. That was hurt by the record-breaking heat wave in most parts of the state over the first week of September that really kind of pulled back volume and components. Other states though, kind of making up for that California uh, slight weakness Idaho, New York, seeing more than 2% growth, and Texas, the fourth largest milk producing state now, up 8.5% on 30,000 additional cows. Texas produced more than 3.5 million pounds of milk extra per day this September versus one year ago. Looking ahead, the critical question comes down to how exactly margins settle out here into the winter months with milk prices looking a little bit lower and feed costs still high, I think dairy farmers will likely be encountering a few months of negative margins. And if that persists for a little bit longer than expected, that could really change expectations for milk production growth into the middle and back half of 2023. Still a little bit too early to tell, but it's a pretty big watch factor at this point. Well, then another revision. That's very interesting that the herd size actually peaked in May. Those production figures in Texas were really impressive. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, impressive. And I guess to add across the state line, New Mexico continuing to struggle there. So two different pieces of the story there in the Southwest. 
While that positive growth was shown in the U.S. in September, I guess going back one month on delayed data, we did get information from Europe this week, right, Alyssa? Yes, August production data was finally out, and it did show a loss of 0.8% from prior year. Many analysts are highlighting that since then, European milk production has started to improve. So that data has become pretty visible in the weekly figures from German and French reporting agencies. And I think it's important to remember that last year's milk collections, especially through September and October, were very weak from Germany and France. So it has become increasingly easy to outpace and show strength over prior year throughout September and October. Some other key takeaways in that production data, Italy's milk production dropped aggressively from prior year. Um, There's been a lot of heat stress and drought issues in the country. Uh, They were prevalent pretty much all summer, and the August figure marked the weakest milk production month since November 2020. Growth from Ireland was the strongest in six months, but remains pretty muted against the impressive 2021 collections. On the radar, there's been some heavy rainfall um, in many parts of the country throughout Ireland this past week, and that's made grazing conditions a little more challenging. So we'll be watching those numbers closely into uh, September, October. Dutch farmers are receiving a very healthy milk price, the highest observed on record, which has helped to offset some rising costs and production from the region has been rather impressive against prior year for the last three months. Yeah, I think uh, it's a good overview on production. We also got export data that we analyzed this week, and exports clearly started to back off this past summer. Some weakness across skim and whole milk powder, a little bit lower on cheese, weakness across lactose and butter and AMF. Lots of red in that table there. I think now that milk is Uh, supposedly improving against those weak comparable prior year data points, consumption not necessarily able to keep pace in this kind of bearish environment. Internally within Europe and then from those key export partners, demand suffering uh, because of both inflation and recessionary concerns. What really set the tone for this week, though, was that bearish global dairy trade event that took place on Tuesday. You know, during any other year, New Zealand milk collections reflecting negative figures heading into spring peak of October should have been supportive, especially on top of what we view as a very weak prior year. But instead, there is clearly a lack of affordability in the global marketplace due to that combination of a strong U.S. dollar and inflation anxiety, which is certainly taking center stage. Yeah, I think the only thing to add on GDT was Looking at expectations from SGX traders, they did call for weakness in whole milk powder, but the decline was a little bit steeper than anticipated. And we did see weakness across skim milk powder, AMF, butter, cheddar, basically every commodity on the auction, even when traders were expecting some gains in most of those products other than whole milk powder. Pretty uh, pretty bearish there. Yep, you are absolutely right, Lucas. What's on tap for next week? Yeah, end of the month here, we uh, we will get the cold storage report on Monday that will show us where cheese and butter inventories sat into the end of September from here in the U.S. I think uh, lots of eyes on that butter number, especially as 
prices have been able to remain fairly elevated, close to that record high, even uh, this far into the year. Also watching for uh, both New Zealand export data and China's import data. We'll kind of give a a good overview on trade flows there uh, when that data is released next week. Also, we here at High Ground are working on a new report, which we hope to be able to announce soon. So uh, lots of things here as we move into the end of the month. Very exciting. I think that's a great way to end our market discussion. Um, You know, as always, if you want to get a deeper look into what our market opinion is, head to the High Ground Dairy dashboard and read our analysis of all this data that we've been discussing today at your leisure. Not a customer? No problem. Just request a free trial on the highgrounddairy.com website and we'll get you set up right away. Have a great weekend. Cheers. Be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. And if you're interested in receiving more information as well as our analysis, please visit highgrounddairy.com to request a free 30-day trial today. Futures and options trading involves substantial risk and is not suitable for all investors.